So the question is, how do women like us, age 50 plus, and dealing with high blood pressure, high blood sugars, and rising cholesterol levels, how do we keep our health numbers under control while we're trying to squeeze all the goodness we can from our life? That is the question, and this podcast will give you the answer. Join me as I uncover the secrets of living a plant-based lifestyle, including how to avoid taking medicine simply by eating whole foods, shed the extra fluff around your middle without being hungry or joining a gym, make big lifestyle changes even if you think you have no willpower, eat food you love with no portion control. Let's get your doctor to say, wow, whatever you're doing, keep doing it. All this without meds or restrictive dieting. I'm Robin Wong, and welcome to No Pills, No Hunger. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to No Pills, No Hunger. Hope you're having a great day. Welcome, welcome. This is episode 191, and I did a stay off insulin intensive um, about a couple of weeks ago. And, uh, and then we did an implementation week, which was really fun. It was a whole different format and people could come and we could actually go to the next layer down. So the intensive is when we really give people that aha moment of, oh, wow, there's actually another way to, um, <laughs> gain back control of my health and, uh, and, and counting carbs isn't it, uh, when it comes to diabetes. And if you listen to me for any length of time, you know, that the approach I really believe in is to uh, limit your, uh, saturated fats and uh, overall eat whole foods. Uh, so this is like, you know, we take them through day by day teaching them and, uh, it's, it's really powerful, but then, you know, a lot of them struggle to implement the, uh, concepts that I introduced that first week. So then I did a second week and we went a little deeper of, okay, how do we actually implement that? What does that look like? Right. And so we did some cooking demos and just, it was, it was really fun. Uh, it ton of work, uh, you know, but actually it was great because I saw people starting to implement and starting to see, um, their blood sugars come down literally that same weeks, which was super exciting. But through that, I always get asked the most interesting questions. Uh, and so it really gives me an insight into seeing what do, what are people thinking about their diabetes and, and what sort of myths, so to speak, are out there about, um, you know, getting their numbers in a safe zone and what they need to be doing to actually, um, you know, live well with diabetes. And there's so much information out there that, I think keeps people stuck and, uh, you know, and honestly sets them back. And, um, and so I always get the questions about supplements. I always get the questions about, uh, you know, complications and how much time do you have? And, you know, I don't have a magic wand I, or a crystal ball. I can't tell you, you know, everyone's different. And what I know about diabetes and my work in this, in this space is that it is a complicated uh, disease there are nuances with diabetes. Everyone, everyone is different. I say this so often, we have the same body parts as humans. Uh, and yet, uh, you know, and, and people get the same disease, so to speak, this uh, diet related disease of diabetes, type two diabetes, 
but yet it manifests itself so differently in so many different people. Okay. Yet so often, you know, the approach is medicine and that's kind of the one size fits all. And so what I know is that, you know, with a, it's a diet related disease. So with diet changes, you can make a huge impact and that's really exciting uh, for me. But one of the, what I want to talk to you about today is one of the uh, questions I got was, um, especially when you start talking about limiting fats, restricting, you know, um, replacing fats in your diet. Well, don't, how many fats do I need? And then uh, don't I need uh, fats for good skin? And that one I was like, oh, Huh, I haven't heard that one for a long time. So I usually defer to the, uh, as far as the amount, the uh, American Heart Association, uh, you know, they say, try to keep your saturated fats, um, six to 7% of your overall calories. Okay. Which in a 2000 calorie diet is roughly 13 grams. And, you know, for me personally, I'm like, I don't want any of it. There's there. I have not seen any research that says eating saturated fat is healthy. So it's like, why would you put any of it in your body at all? But I also defer to people going, that's your personal choice. And how does, where is that threshold for you with your diabetes? We know that those saturated fats um, build up and cause your insulin not to work, cause the insulin resistance. Uh, and so, but where is that threshold for you? It didn't always be that way, right? I mean, you didn't always have diabetes. It took a while for that to build up. So, you know, where's that threshold of you to now lessen that and re, um, reverse, you know, reverse your numbers back down? And then where's that threshold, how much you can consume that's safe. And that's really finding out for your personal body and where you are with that. But this idea of needing fat for, um, you know, dry skin um, or just healthy skin, I think is really an interesting one and that you actually have to consume fat. And I, this is another realm of it too, is that they, people ask, oh, for my fat soluble vitamins, you know, A, D, E, and K, I need to consume fat. And what I know um, for the average person is that if you are living in our Western society, you eat out at all, uh, you know, you eat any sort of uh, prepared food or processed foods, you're getting some fat. It's, um, you know, unless you are just so, so strict, but even, even vegetables and whole grains and those things have some fat in them. Okay. Naturally, you know, if you're eating any sort of nut, it has some fat in it. So you're getting fats. And so people think when they start limiting these saturated fats and replacing them, that they, they're, they're getting zero fat and not knowing that, you know, there's smaller amounts and healthier types of fats found in these, these whole foods that keep, you know, that do fine. I mean, keep you healthy, but this idea that you need it for healthy skin, I think is interesting. And, you know, um, I recently asked someone who does skin and she said, the best thing you can do for your skin is to hydrate, hydrate by drinking water, uh, from within and then hydrate by using a good moisturizer, right? Regularly and using sunscreen and that sort of thing. So it's more about keeping hydrated and not doing things that are going to 
deplete your hydration, right? Uh, so with this idea that, you know, hydration is important. And especially if you have um, high blood sugars, you know, you don't want to get dehydrated and you can function without, you know, with some level of dehydration. Um, you know, of course, people think of dehydration of, oh, I'm out hiking and I got, you know, I didn't drink and I, you know, um, you know, need to drink some water. Well, no, I think a lot of us don't drink enough water in general. And so we're always kind of in this state of slightly being dehydrated. And then when you go into uh, um, an environment that's artificially heated or you go out and it's really cold and you lose more, um, um, you know, water that way. So there's a lot of scenarios that keep us in this um, dehydrated state. And I think that, you know, we need me, me too, uh, you know, as well, because I don't drink enough water. I have to literally put a reminder on my phone to drink some water, especially when it's not hot out. And when I'm outside exercising and working out and doing, it's way easier during the winter when I'm a little less active, I'm inside, it's cold out. It's definitely harder for me. And so, you know, just know that, you know, when you have diabetes, type two diabetes, one of the symptoms is you start uh, before you're diagnosed sometimes is you're really thirsty and you start going to, you start peeing a lot. And that is your body's attempt at trying to get those blood sugars out and low, get it back to equilibrium. And so, you know, they, your kidneys want to excrete this excess sugar through your urine. And so doing so can increase your risk of dehydration. And so I just think that, you know, just keep that in mind. And, you know, it, it, you want to um, be hydrated with diabetes. You want to be hydrated without diabetes, okay? So one of the fun things that I do, so like how to, how to trick yourself to drink more water, okay, and uh, is I, I really love lemon water. And, you know, I, there, and there's, you know, some people say there's some benefits to it. Uh, you know, those like, oh, the lemon, you know, how is the acid in the lemon will help uh, break down food in your stomach. And, um, you know, just that it helps and the acids as we age tend to decline and man, that's a benefit. Um, I, I find it, it just jazzes up the water and makes me kind of want it. it tastes good. I love lemon. I used to like literally suck on lemons because um, I just love them. And my husband told me that's really bad for your teeth. <laughs> so I had to quit that habit. So in water like this, it's actually diluted. So it's not as harsh on your teeth. So um, that's a positive thing for me. But, you know, you know, I think uh, lemons, they have phytonutrients, uh, which, you know, are, are protective against um, a lot of diseases and, you know, have antioxidant properties, all these good things. Um, and it has vitamin C. So you get a little bit of a dose of vitamin C as well. Um, and just, you know, it's, it's a whole food. So it's not like you're adding a bunch of calories. You get this great flavor and, um, and all these benefits without... Um, you know, worrying about, oh, I'm, I'm drinking something sugary. Okay. And there is some thought that it might, um, having lemon water might actually help prevent, um, kidney stones, uh, that are formed from a citric acid. And so there's different types of kidney stones There's some form from calcium. There's some, you know, and, you know, I don't know if that's actually, you know, a, um, actual cure or remedy. I don't know, 
but it would certainly help you prevent the dehydration, which is a common cause of the kidney stones. Okay. So just know that. So, you know, really, so how much, how much do you do? I've been asked that. Well, how many, you know, it's like, well, to your taste really. Uh, but I usually just squeeze half a lemon into a glass of water and, you know, um, and drink it, you know, and then I might do that multiple times a day. Uh, sometimes I don't have fresh lemons, so I'll use the bottled lemon that works fine. And, you know, just a swig in there and, um, and you could always zest your, the peel in there as well. I don't go to that extra effort, but, uh, I find it really, I, I can, I do it warm. I do it cold. I sometimes use lime. Uh, you know, you could do fresh fruit, uh, throw it in there, um, some slices in there to jazz it up. Anything is going to get you to drink more water. Okay. And I think the, you know, the standard requirement now is about eight, uh, glasses a day for women and about 10 for men. So about 1.6 liters, um, for women and about two liters for men. And, um, it is one of those things that, you can drink, you actually can drink too much water because uh, it dilutes all your fluids too much. And, and that's, you know, so I wouldn't um, suggest you drink the 1.6 liters at once. Okay. It's throughout the day and uh, you know, more or less, but just aim for that. Have a, a spot to aim for. And, you know, that's what I do. It's like, okay, I'm going to shoot for eight. I don't always make eight glasses a day. Um, but I definitely, since I've set the goal, I, I make more than I, I normally would. And, um, you know, and just know that, you know, that, that will help your skin. And that was the original question I had is, you know, uh, you know, what about dry skin and just know that as we age, uh, and as women go through menopause and with diabetes, and if you have any sort of thyroid issue, all those things contribute to dry skin as well. So this is a positive way to um, help that. Some medications also dry your skin out. So a good moisturizer, hydrating within lots of fruits and vegetables. Because think about it, when you're eating those, you're also getting water, okay? Those, they're full of water and fiber. And so, but the water, you're, you, I mean, there used to be something I used to um, tell people, you know, eat your water consumption because when you're eating these fruits and vegetables, you're also intaking um, the juices, is, full of water as well. Okay. So just kind of one of the, this is one of these concepts where you're just going back to the basics. Okay. And something as simple as this can really um, help with, like I said, your skin, your dehydration levels, um, you know, your um, headaches sometimes are associated with a you know, slight dehydration. And it's just one of those uh, things we can do that this for overall wellness that I think really um, is pretty simple. It's pretty simple. All right. So with that said, I hope you all have a good day and I'll talk to you soon. Thank you for tuning in today. I know there's about a million ways you can spend your time and I really do appreciate that you spent some time with me. Thank you. If you got something out of this episode and know someone who would also appreciate it, make sure to share it with them. We are all trying to get healthier in order to live well, and you can show them you care about their health by sharing the, these messages. Want to start improving your health today? One place I like to start with clients is breakfast, since morning habits are the easiest to build. That's why I created a guide called Three Breakfasts to Lower Blood Sugars 
which includes easy, delicious recipes for my favorite meals to start the day. Pick it up today for free at page.nutritionwithrobinrdn.com forward slash guide or click the link for three breakfasts to lower blood sugar in the show notes. Thanks again and see you in the next episode.